Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get the Word of God and talk about it, obey it, and allow it to transform our lives. Question for you. Have you been getting a lot of solicitations, fundraising solicitations here this last few days? Well, a lot of us have been. I know I have been. You probably have been. Tomorrow is what we call Giving Tuesday. In this Christmas season, as a lot of people are shopping and thinking about gifts to give, uh, it's an important time for many nonprofit organizations because many organizations rely on year-end giving to help them meet their budgets for the year. In other words, they, just like many retailers, kind of operate on a deficit for much of the year, and it's that year in, those special gifts that make a difference. Well, TSCM is like that as well, and so I thought I'd talk today about some about strategic giving, and let's be honest, um, a lot of this we'll, we'll talk about our ministry as well, and so let's get right into it and get some wisdom. I encourage you to be generous but wise generous but wise. Not everyone who asks of you is worthy of you giving to them. That's an important thing. You never want to be guilted into it. You never want to be manipulated into into giving. Not everyone who asks is worthy of you giving them your generous gifts, but some people are. So let's talk a little bit about how how you could consider giving. Now, I want to stress here, I encourage everyone to support their local church. But I also encourage that you have some giving that you give outside of that uh, for the reasons we'll look at here in a moment. But this is not intended, anything I'm saying here is not intended to take away from your giving to your local church, because that's important that they your church be supported. Here we go. Paul was in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. He was talking about rights, and he was talking to them about the right to, you know, you eat certain food, you have the right to eat it, but what if it's you shouldn't do it for the sake of another brother. And he got to talking about how he had the right to be supported financially from the Corinthians. He'd brought them the gospel. And he was making the case that he had the right, but he wasn't going to exert that right. He wanted them to give from a generous spirit rather than from a spirit of obligation and duty. And so he, but he does make the point here that he says in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 14, so also the Lord directed those who proclaim the gospel to get their living from the gospel. Now, that's one of the first things I want to encourage you to give when you think of giving your, your financial support to a ministry. Ask, are they proclaiming the gospel? Don't only ask if they believe the gospel. Ask if they, they are proclaiming the gospel. This is important. I would assume just about every organization you give to believes the gospel. I would hope so. That's our ultimate answer. If people don't even believe the gospel, why are you giving them your money? How's that going to help really make the world a better place or solve the ultimate problems we have? The ultimate problem is people are separated from God. They need reconciliation to God through Jesus Christ. But there, and, and there are plenty of nonprofit organizations out there, dare I even say universities, that actively teach against the gospel, actively teach values that oppose the gospel. And so I'm going to leave that between you and God. But what I want to stress here is that we want to, that God is directed to those who proclaim the gospel to get the living from the gospel. Notice he doesn't just say here people who are in full time ministry. 
I found that there's a lot of people who are in full-time ministry who rarely, if ever, share the gospel. They're just not around unbelievers. Now, let me tell you, the work of ministering to believers is very, very important. And I'm not putting that down in any way. But it can be so easy for people who are involved in ministry to believers, even those involved in youth ministry where the fields are white for harvest, and even those who are, are, should, be, should be involved in outreach, to be so captured and so involved with meeting the needs of the flock of the people of God that they never get involved in evangelism, and they never encounter unbelievers. They never rub, rub shoulders with unbelievers, and they never share the gospel with them. And if I could give a little hint right here, if you if your life seems stuck or you're not growing or you're trying to minister to people and they're not growing and it seems like you're just constantly trying to help people who aren't making progress, share the gospel with them. Get them get them sharing the gospel. The gospel is medicine to the soul. The gospel changes lives. And and not only for you to share the gospel with that that person, but if they're a believer, get them sharing the gospel. I've often found that that in in my life or other people's lives, that what gets us unstuck, if you're if you're having trouble growing, believing God loves you, God forgives you, being free in Christ, experiencing the joy of the Lord, go share with someone else how God loves them. Go try and convince an unbeliever that God loves them and Christ came to save them. Watch your life change as a result of telling them the gospel message. Anyway, I get ahead of myself here. The question is, give to those who proclaim the gospel, because God has said, the Lord has directed that those who proclaim the gospel are to get their living from the gospel. Now, I have found, I found, I, I hate to say this, but I found that some of the best people working in the trenches out there to share the gospel with others often are weak on their financial support. Why? Well, it's just like the spirit of Paul here. Paul was not going to assert his right. Paul was a very selfless person. And I have found that those who give themselves to the gospel are often very selfless people. And they're operating their ministries on a shoestring, and they rarely have any extra money for anything. Why? Because they're, they're, they're such givers themselves, and they're constantly sharing with others, constantly giving to others. And they feel awkward asking for something that would benefit them. And so I share this. I'm not, I'm not talking here right at this moment about me. I'm talking here about many others I know in Christian ministry who are all often tight because they're not focused on fundraising. They're focused on getting the gospel out. This is what Paul was like. Paul was focused on getting the gospel out. And uh, we need to be aware and, and have our alertness to who are the people who are really doing the work and may have some needs. When we think of the focus on the gospel, this is just, I just want to remind us of a couple of verses, and th- this is a great Christmas verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. This really tells us the heart of God. And I think in your giving, in my giving, I want I want the heart and values of God to be reflected in the way I give my money and use my money. Here, was a, here we see the greatest sacrifice God ever gave, the greatest thing God ever gave, the greatest gift God ever gave, the greatest, call it a donation if you want, that God ever gave was he gave his son. What could be greater than that? And God has modeled for us what giving ought to be. He gave 
generously, sacrificially, but he gave. Why? So that people would be saved. He gave so that people would be saved. And I, I want to stress this emphasis. Again, many ministries, they, they address other needs and other needs that need to be addressed, and I don't want to diminish them at all. What I want to do is raise up the importance of sharing the gospel, because this is what we see in the New Testament, and I dare say it's sorely lacking in our day. We hope for revival. We hope for in our nation. We hope for our nation to turn back to God. But it won't happen without a multitude of people sharing the gospel and without a multitude of ministries that are receiving lots of financial support, lots of money, reorienting their priorities to get the gospel out instead of just ministering to those that within their sphere who are already believers. This is a this is a significant area where I believe funds are not being allocated properly, but more, more important than that, time is not being allocated properly. People who are supported and have the time but aren't spending or have the money, the financial support, but aren't spending their time in the gospel. And so this is something to look for. Jesus, the, the priority of the gospel, Jesus said it as well, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. He was speaking of of, uh, Zacchaeus, the man who nobody liked, but Jesus went to him and led him to salvation, and Jesus made it clear he came to seek and to save the lost. That's what we need to be doing, not just expecting the lost to come to us, but going to them, finding them, seeking them, and winning them to Christ, going, shall we say, onto their turf. Jesus gave one other verse I want to look at here. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers into his harvest. My friends, this is important. I know people who are laboring in the gospel. I know men and women who spend hours each week in the gospel, and and they're worthy of your support. They're worthy of financial help. And uh, some of them work here with TSCM, our ministry, Others of them work in other ministries that I know of, but not everybody does do this. If you find a laborer, if you find someone who's really working in the gospel, working to get the gospel out, do your best to help make sure that person is financially supported. This is important. This is what we should pray for. And if we want laborers, we need to support them. As I've said before, I don't believe the laborers here are people, Jesus was talking about like a, a, a worker in the harvest field. And it's like um, all of us should be sharing the gospel. Laborers in the harvest are people who are give, have given their life to it. I liken it to the difference between someone who has a garden in their backyard and a farmer who's got acres and acres to plow, seed, and harvest. Indeed, all of us ought to have spiritually that little garden we're growing. All of us ought to be sowing and reaping where we can. But here he's talking about laborers, people who have given their life to evangelism, who this is what they're doing full-time, and I believe that those people need to be supported adequately. Now, by the way, don't just look at their need, although that's important. Look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. This is important. Are they getting the gospel out to people? At TSCM, this is what we focus on. We go to the people. We go to the the, we take the gospel to people. We, we for 40-some years now, since 19, 
80, I personally, and in 2007, we started an organization where we go to the college campus primarily, and we set up these displays, we preach publicly, we talk to individuals, I take my interns, we teach them how to share the gospel with people. We spend hours during the times we're on campus, hours each day, engaging unbelievers in spiritual conversation about Jesus. And uh, this is one reason I encourage you to support us. By the way, I know many of you who listen here do, and I'm grateful for that. And, I, and none of what I say here is designed to manipulate or, or um, uh, make you feel bad or guilty. I want people to get who, to support us who really are excited about what we're doing, who feel like, wow, I really want to partner with that. I believe in that. I am. I, I so react to manipulating and guilting people into giving. And I know some of the people who are so supportive of our ministry, they just don't have a lot to give. And so they pray for us and they encourage and write me notes of encouragement. Don't send money, but they encourage me. And I, I'm blessed by that. And I know others who give generously, very generously to our ministry because they have the means to do so. And so the point being this, we give as we're able we give as we're able. God has, has some people have a gift and ability to make great amounts of money, and they give generously. And other people don't have that, but they contribute, in other words, words of encouragement, words of prayer, etc. To those who do give to our ministry, and by the way, if you want, we're going to pray here in a moment, but for those who do give, you go to tomthepreacher.com, and, and uh, my book here, taken to their turf. We give this, we send this as a free don- a free gift of thanks to you, to anyone who makes a donation to our ministry. And I hope that if you've not gotten this, you do get it. This is a book that I really hope you will read about our campus evangelism. Shall we pray here? Let's do. Father in heaven, we give you praise and blessing today. We thank you for the economic principles that guide your kingdom. Thank you, Father, for how you want those who preach the gospel to make their living from the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for the, the model that you, you sent laborers out into the harvest field. These weren't people who, had a, who were bivocational, who had another job. These were people, Lord, who, who uh, were given themselves, like the farmers who were out there working night and day on their fields. These were the people giving themselves to the financial, or to, excuse me, to the, 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 the spiritual harvest. Father... I ask you to raise up workers for your harvest, laborers. I ask you to, that they'd be fully funded. I pray that, Lord, that uh, people I think of like Rich and Burke and Matt and, and I think of uh, Matteo over in, in Germany. And Lord, I just think of so many, the, the, um, uh, the Apisas in Italy, uh, Johannan in India. Lord, I think of so many of my friends who really give themselves to the gospel. And it's not just uh, if they have an opportunity, but they're taking strong initiative to reach the lost. I think of Mike Cater, my Run Global in, in India and, and Nepal and so many of these places, Father. I ask that you'd meet every one of their needs abundantly. I pray for them, Lord, and I pray for you to raise up many generous givers as you have done for our ministry, and I'm grateful for everyone who gives here. Help us, Lord, to give with generosity, with cheerfulness, and strategically and wisely. And I pray you'd bless those who give. Lord, pour out your your mercy and your kindness and, and prosper those who give generously, I pray. And I ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. 
Hey, so tomorrow is Giving Tuesday, and you might pray about that, and if God wants you to be a part of that, and uh, if so, keep us in mind. Remember, TomThePreacher.com. Hey, if you're new, welcome. I love you guys. So glad you're here, and I hope you'll join our community. Uh, Subscribe to the channel, like the video, and share with your friends. If you're new, if you're regular here, you know I love you guys. I'm so glad to have the privilege the opportunity to be sharing God's Word with you. We're going to be talking all this week about strategic giving, strategic giving. And uh, I think I might have some new, uh, a pretty exciting announcement to give later in the week. We'll see. God bless you. I love you. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.